So um, we have a very auspicious moment that we are recording the, uh, this next um, interview with two gentlemen who are going to tell us about today, for one, which is today is the day that independence of India is celebrated. But then this coming weekend, Saturday, or again, I'm not sure when this is going to air, so um, uh, Saturday the... 18th of August. 18th of August. At 4 will, o'clock. At, starting at 4, four will be a celebratory event at the Greek Orthodox Church. Um, <clears throat> so we're going to talk about a few things because I'm a curious person. And um, I'm going to first ask you to introduce yourselves, and then uh, we're going to continue. My name is Paul Sohi. I'm the president of the Indian Association of New Orleans. My name is Rao Kata. I'm the chairman for the Board of Trustees of India Association of New Orleans. So if there's an India as Association, that means that there's a considerable population of people of um, Indian descent who are here in New Orleans or who are, in fact, um, more recently from India who are here, so both. Uh, so tell me a little bit about, um, give me some a kind of framework of the Indian community in New Orleans. So we, we think we have um, about 2,000 plus families in the greater New Orleans area. Uh, we like to think that uh, a part of our Indian diaspora includes the 100 mile radius because we're, we're very closely associated with one another. Uh, most of us are friends and family in the 100-mile radius, and we interact in each other's cultural and religious festivities, not to mention on a social uh, basis. So we think 2,000-plus families and growing. That's a, that's a lot of people. And they're basically scattered throughout the New Orleans metro area and also, I understand, uh, through Baton Rouge. Yes. Um, you know, Thibodeau, Homa... Oh, well. um, of course, the West Bank has a hefty population as well. Mm -hmm. uh, the North Shore, uh, mm -hmm. as far as Kentwood, um, mm -hmm. so we, you know, we, and and we are growing. Uh, a lot of new things, of new developments, have taken place in the Greater New Orleans area. The medical center, for example, has grown. It's yeah. attracted a mm -hmm. lot of uh, computer programmers, physicians, uh, just folks who are skilled with uh, medically oriented. Uh, uh, you know, professions, etc. Mm -hmm. So this is a very exciting time for the Indian Association and its diverse Louisiana community mm -hmm. uh, for more reasons than, than even this. So your population is growing and the uh, it's very interesting to hear you say that the medical district has been a draw because a lot of us who live in this area kind of look at those great big buildings and the big green lawns and wonder what's going on in there. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the, the VA, for example, uh, the sizable investment in our area has attracted hundreds of new new physicians, many of which are Indians. Really? And of oh. course, uh, the residency programs at Auctioner Hospital and uh, uh, East Jefferson Hospital mm -hmm. and other local hospitals draw a lot of very talented young Indian professionals. Uh, most of them are married with young children. Mm -hmm. So we're very excited because the children will have a chance to experience life in New Orleans and uh, again great state of Louisiana as we know it and they will embrace our culture uh, our Louisiana culture 
and they will make, and we pray, and we hope that they will make New Orleans their home. And so while we encourage our children to go far and wide for an education, and even um, you know to seek employment for experience purposes, uh, we encourage our children to come home and roost, to roost, and to have their children here, and to raise them with the same love in which we've raised our children. So that's the excitement of the Indian Association, and we're growing this culture and this awareness in the local community. And a lot of our children are returning, and that makes us happy, and that's what gives us hope for the future. That's very interesting that they are um, interested in returning. But I, I'm curious, it's probably a totally um, erroneous impression that I have, um, but I, I would say that there's a significant percentage of, of people from India who do go into the medical and health professions. Is that a, a, a misimpression on my that, part? That's right. Because Is it true? That's true. Why? Because most of the people that migrated to this country from India are highly educated, qualified uh, people. Because of the visa problem at that time, uh, only whether we are a doctor, an engineer, or professional, uh, they were allowed to come into this country uh, with a so good background of policies. education. Mm -hmm. And uh, like most of the Southeast Asian, Indians always insist on their children studying. If you get 26, 96%, parents will say, how come you don't get 98%? <laughs> that kind of attitude and mm -hmm. uh, that helped people motivated to go into medical school. For example, my three children are doctors. Oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> and That's great. Uh, we have a lot of people in our family as doctors. Like Paul is saying, like there is a, this city has a special attraction, both medical and uh, IT technology also. Uh, and plus, a uh, lot of people uh, settling in Baton Rouge area. Thibodeau, can you imagine? There are about 20 doctors in one small city. In Thibodeau. And there are about four. Why? What's so, what's so attractive about Thibodeau? Because our culture is, if you know somebody, would like to stay close to that family. And, and there's uh, a growing need in Thibodeau. Growing need and in and Thibodeau. surrounding rural communities. And, uh, like Edwin Edward, we invited a couple of times, and uh, he said, I can't believe there are 400 Indian doctors in Louisiana alone. <laughs> Whoa. Yes. That's, I'm actually not surprised because, as I said, I have that impression. And in fact, um, at the medical institutions that I go to, I see that. And some of my doctors are of Indian descent. And so I, I, I have that sense that there, there's a lot of people, not just in, in, as medical doctors, but in all the other medical professions as well. Yes. And, yeah. and uh, again, you know, going back to ancient Indian culture and Asian culture for that matter, Healing is, is seen as a very highly prized gift mm -hmm. and skill. Mm -hmm. And it, it no doubt takes years and years of, of practice and learning and perfecting. And uh, of course, uh, uh, through the British era, uh, that was you know where Westernization and Western medicine came into India. And so we had many schools of, of health uh, oriented mm. practice, mm -hmm. right? Uh, all with one goal in mind, to heal and mm -hmm. to improve, you know, the health of the individual. So 
again, it's seen as a very noble and very prized uh, profession. And also in research. Yes. Right? And there's a, there's a significant representation in, in the, the actual uh, practice of developing new technologies and, and new cures and, and new understanding of health and, and medical issues. Of Not course. only medical, medical people, there are a lot of talented engineers, there yeah. are several firms. Yeah. And business people, especially developing a lot of properties in and around New Orleans, mm -hmm. um, they get involved so much in the development of the community uh, as part of their business. Mm -hmm. And they have so many people employed by these mm -hmm. uh, businesses. Maybe if I'd had um, uh, uh, one of your um, friends who was in the real estate business helping me, I would have secured my uh, art space by now. Um, tell me about Independence Day. Um, uh, uh, of course, here we celebrate it uh, with fireworks and uh, barbecues and because it's in the summer, in the middle of the summer. And, and here it is, it's the summer for you also. So uh, what, what are the customs of celebrating um, Indian independence? So I'll have Dr. Kata answer the in, question first. In India, uh, this is, uh, today is August 15th. This is the 72nd Second. Independence Day, because the first one is 1947, August yeah. 15th. Mm -hmm. And they celebrate on this day, um, because it got independence 72 years ago from India. Um, in America, a lot of people today celebrate but for convenience, we do that on the weekend, like yeah. Saturday. We do that too. Yeah. We do that too. So, mm -hmm. um, India Association has been here for over 45 years, and uh, it's growing continuously. We got new leadership, and it is improving. So, so you know, clearly, um, India, you know, we at a very national and international level. Um, there are huge parades, right, that the government of India um, uh, has every year. Are, th are they as raucous and crazy as ours? Well, they're similar. Uh, oh, the, yeah. excit <laughs> the excitement is, is there, uh -huh. um, and it continues to grow. Um, of course, our generations to come cherish the very ideals behind this excitement and sacrifice. And we think it's important for our children to remember that and to imbibe those same ideals within their own, uh, you know, cultural uh, framework, right? So to enrich their culture uh, from that point of view. So, of course, uh, we celebrate uh, with great excitement and zeal. Uh, we congratulate ourselves. So, for example, this morning I, I texted Dr. Carter, believing he was in surgery, because I know it's a surgery day. I would have called him otherwise. Um, but um, and then he texted me back, and, and here we are, uh, you know, beginning our week-long of festivities. Oh, so you um, really celebrated over several days. Yes, we yeah. call our relatives and friends around the world, mm -hmm. congratulating each other, because we've all had relatives and ancestors, you know, who have sacrificed. Who were actually involved in, involved, in the... Uh, uh, or were part of the That was the a big struggle. Yes, it that was. That was a very big struggle. And, uh, of course, we've all moved forward, uh, but the memories are there, and we mm -hmm. cherish them for many reasons at multiple levels. So uh, just to ask you a, a time frame, I, I don't really know the answer to, to my own um, thought of how long 
our revolution here from from when the seeds of it began the tea party of course uh, event was uh, the beginning of our revolution so to speak when we threw tea in the bay and said oh no you can't tax us but uh, that was the beginning of, of our revolution till the end. I'm not sure how many years that was, but I have the impression that yours was much longer. Yes, it was uh, from the onset. Of course, um, India is a very diverse country. That was part of the issue, right? You had a lot of different ethnic That's groups, regions, groups, and cultures. So you had to coalesce. That wasn't easy. Religions, kingdoms. Yeah. So it, it was it was difficult. But um, of course, civil, you know, uh, civil liberties are near and dear to all of us. They're innate in us. Just a basic sense of well-being is anchored around freedom. And the freedom to worship, the freedom to live, the freedom to work. The freedom uh, to express yourself. Express yourself, absolutely, Miss Nathan. So so that, that I think, um, you know, from the onset, uh, there was resistance to any form of colonization or uh, far-reaching, you know, implications from local kings even. So I think our, our, uh, our generations are very attuned to, you know, oppressive uh, regimes or oppressive governments, or oppressive kingdoms, uh, no differently than when the British came, uh, in my opinion. And I think so, you know, struggle has always been a part of uh, the growth of, you know, of Indians historically. And we're always striving to be better because of it. And I think our generations in this country are those examples where we've strived to do better and to bring a better life for our children and their children. So, um, you know, I um, read a lot about um, what's happening in other countries. That's just my um, habit. and. Um, there's a lot more uh, business and wealth in India today than there used to be. Um, there's still much poverty and inequality, as, as that is also true here. Um, but I wonder how India has been changed by industrialization and, and, the, and the growth of a much stronger economy and a business um, world. How, would you, how do you feel that's affected the traditions, the instincts, the customs, and, and the identity of being Indian. Yeah, until mid-90s, um, it was state-run business. Everyone looking to work for the government because they don't have their private industries except very few people. They didn't have capital. They didn't have the capital. To work with, yeah. So things changed when the time the finance minister uh, and the prime minister thought over and opened the market for the world, saying you don't need to be 49, 51% because 51% controls, which is the government. So it opened the market and people start coming because a lot of people like Clifford said, a lot of people are very good in maths, thinking, <laughs> studies. So once they got the opportunity to start use that to use that mechanism, people from all over the world start coming and making partnership with the local industries. And they expanded, explored in the last 20 years. 
But then you hear the stories, and I, I, um, I don't want to be contrarian, but I'm always going to ask the tough questions along with the, the easy ones. Sure. Um, of the, um, some of the entrepreneurs who've taken advantage of, um, let's say, uh, a, a more permissive um, uh, era when they could develop their business without maybe the regulations that are needed to protect the workers and you hear about you know buildings that have collapsed and bad working circumstances and so on you, you don't have a corner on that market it's everywhere in the world right but it has become a, a part of the fabric of the country now that it wasn't before and i just wonder I think like how, how do you feel about that? How, what's your insight on that? Well, like any country, I think India has gone through its growing pains, right? So with a freer economy, a freer market, uh, a huge influx of capital, less regulation, uh, a truer d democratic method of, of governance in, in India, and globalizing uh, India's economy, uh, and freeing its citizens to excel at doing what they know to do best, uh, allowing for their entrepreneurial spirit to soar, mm -hmm. right? So India has been very generous in that sense, allowing its citizens to go far and wide uh, across the globe uh, to carve out their futures and to sow India into that future, right? So we're such examples. We have very close kinship with India and our relatives, uh, and we pay close attention to the progress in India that's being made. But to answer your question about bridges and railways, you know, India is maturing now, and India has, you know, some of the fastest trains in the world in Delhi, and I think uh, our new Prime Minister, uh, Mr. Modi, is, Prime Minister Modi is developing one from, I think, Bombay, uh, uh, or uh, to, you know, his state as one of many future examples. Mm -hmm. So that's a very positive change, and we're realizing that India has to, uh, invest in infrastructure. So CEOs around the world are pushing uh, our uh, you know, country or motivating our country to invest heavily in that. So that, I think, you know, you come to Delhi or you go to my state of Punjab, for example, you'll see many, many new freeways. Uh, and sometimes if you blink and you take a nap and you wake up on your way to your farm or your village, <laughs> you, you, may, you may think you're <laughs> heading to Jackson, Mississippi from oh New Orleans. Oh my goodness. I don't right? know if that's such a great thing. So, so <laughs> right. But, the, you know, the roads are wider. They're two, they're four-lane highways. Mm -hmm. uh, we have overpasses and bridges. Mm -hmm. And from what I know, uh, it's all over the country now. Mm -hmm. And so s some of the older structures are collapsing. And That's uh, happening here too, of course. Right, and it's yeah. a painful reminder of the past and all the wear and tear our roads have sustained. Uh, mm -hmm. But India has more cars now than ever. Mm. And speaking very simply, uh, we are realizing as you know a country of uh, of uh, you know just one of the largest free people in the world, one of the largest democracies, right? that alongs uh, alongside technological improvements, we're going to have to work on infrastructure. And that's India's focus. It's a wait and see, but there's a lot of improvement uh, as we speak. And so as, as you know, uh, immigrants to this country and now citizens here, when we go back, we're much happier to see 
all that is improving. Because sure. sure. we, we, th we, we know from this that the future is bright. We're going to move on to the festival and, and what uh, people can expect to, uh, from the festival in just a moment. But I just have one more uh, question that I, my curiosity is burning. Um, so we've had a very rough time these past couple of years in, in the United States because we have a rather turbulent character in the White House. And um, a lot of us are very concerned about um, the impression of America around the world. And um, we also worry about are things like the tariffs and, and some of our other policies, our immigration policies for that matter, um, are they poisoning the water, so to speak, um, you know, in the, between us and other countries? And, and are we, um, many people are afraid that it's going to um, make for other kinds of alliances with, with um, China, for example. Um, that has been working very hard to expand in, around the globe. Um, what what are you hearing from your family and friends in in, in in India? They must be asking you, what's going on there in America? <coughs> because India is a democracy, yeah. largest democracy, and uh, when they they like the free world to travel, to come to see not only the relatives, but the country for business. Those are a lot of restrictions right now because, because of the immigration policies changed suddenly. That's why uh, people are very discouraged. And uh, I don't know whether that is one way good because a lot of these talented people are staying back and improving their business because the yeah, opportunity yeah. to come to, especially USA and uh, Western countries, slow down. So uh, I think there is a lot of concern about uh, the immigration policies. I think that um, while our policies are um, partially a reflection of a very um, starkly opportunistic politics, on the other hand, um, worldwide, ultimately, climate change is going to have its impact as well, pushing people out of areas that um, are drying up where they can't farm and can't eat and, and um, can't get water. So um, I, I think that the immigration situation right now is kind of artificial in our country, but ultimately we're going to be dealing with this worldwide. On to happier subjects. You have a big festival of for your independence coming up, um, and um, again, by the time this airs, it may have happened, but tell me exactly what's going to be happening, and then we'll check in with you afterwards and see how it went. So our festivities, you know, include um, our community's children that have been preparing all year. Hold on a second. 